Thanks for tuning in again to the Unrest Podcast. This is Caitlin Stansel. We are moving along with uh, reformatting our show a bit. And this is the first single episode featuring a real-life haunt. Uh, I hope you enjoy this one. This was a friend of mine in the Somerville area that I interviewed. Her name is Dom Cooper. Uh, We go back a couple of years, and she has been listening to the podcast and had a couple stories that she wanted to share. She's one of these people that uh, is a bit more sensitive to the paranormal. So take a listen to what she had to say about a couple of experiences she had in the Charleston area, one with a little boy named David uh, and another mysterious woman. I'm sure you and I have talked about this before, but I actually was born with a gift of sight. So I've seen my whole entire life. I I grew up seeing things. And now that I'm getting older, my gifts have kind of shifted a little bit where I I still see, but not as much as I used to. I, I have more of a touch sense now. So there are things when I walk into a room, I just get the vibe. I can touch things, kind of get images and stuff like that. But, um, the two major things that really stick out to me is actually when I was working down on James Island, when I was working for a company at the time, um, I'm a massage therapist and this building, I always had a sense that there was this little boy there. Um, I don't know why I just, I felt like there was a little boy around and after a while, this little boy noticed that I could sense him. And during a massage, every once in a while, I would feel something around my feet. (laughs) Um, Every once in a while, there would be something that would poke out. And it wasn't like, you know, you see a full apparition or anything. It would be just like a quick movement out of the corner of your eye. And I would look down and I'm like, okay, what the heck is going on? And so this became a thing for a while and it was just so odd. Well, I remember, um, it was a few months after that and always feeling him, sensing him. And I came home one time and first of all, let me backtrack, come to find out, I started naming this boy, David. Um, I don't know why that name just came to me. So I started, you know, kind of smiling when I saw him poke out of my table or he would touch my leg or whatnot while I was massaging. So I would, you know, when no one was around, I said, hi, David, I know you're here. I hope you had a good day, blah, blah, blah. So I came home one day and my husband, um, it was one evening, my husband was cooking dinner and was waiting on for me to get home. And the crazy thing is he goes, "Um, so I saw David. I was like, excuse me. He goes, I saw David. Uh, he goes, I'm pretty sure that's who I think it was. I'm like, um, okay, David's at work. He goes, no, you brought David home. I was like, oh crap. (laughs) He was in the kitchen and he was cooking. So at this time we lived in Goose Creek. So when you were in the kitchen, there was a half wall that you can see into our living room. Mm -hmm. And he just happened to see a shadow come from our upstairs into our living room. And he was looking, um, 
out of the corner of his eye and he says, Grayson, what are you doing? And that's my youngest son. And at that time he was, uh, gosh, I don't even know how old he was. <sighs> yeah, he was young. I would, I want to say 10 ish, maybe around there. Mm-hmm. And my husband called out again. He goes, Grayson, what are you doing? And no answer. And he called one more time, still no answer. So he walked out of the kitchen up to the stairs and yelled up the hallway. He goes, Grayson, what are you doing? And he goes, nothing. He goes, I'm, I'm upstairs. He goes, you didn't come downstairs, did you? He goes, no, sir. I've been upstairs the whole time doing my homework. And so that's what he told me. So he actually saw the shadow of David. And the crazy thing is this same job, this same building, there was a woman. Um, I never got the story of the woman. The little boy, I did get this story. So David was an actual person. Where this place is now, there are one, two, three buildings that are standing on not even a a quarter of an acre. Mm -hmm. There's the original house that's in the back. So this family lived there and this boy named David um, ran out into the road. So this business is right on Folly Road. So a major, major road that we all know how bad Folly Road is. This boy ran out into the road and he got hit and killed by a car. So that's how David came to be there. And, and that was his actual name, David? Yes, that was his actual name wow. was David. And I just, I, for some reason, I felt like I should call him David. And it was just a sense that I just knew his name. So that was the crazy part. Yeah. Um, but there's this woman and I, I never got the information on her, but her, uh, I felt like her name was Victoria. Mm-hmm. But again, I, I never could confirm who this woman was. So I, I don't know. But every once in a while, I would have this sense that there was a woman there. Um, I never saw her. I never really felt her. But the crazy thing is, is I remember once in a blue moon, you would have little things that would happen, um, things that would move um, in my room or whatnot. David liked playing because I had this little uh, square. It's one of those Zen stones where you can move the sand around. Mm-hmm. He liked leaving fingerprints in there all the time. So that, that was David's thing. He liked leaving me fingerprints. Victoria liked to move things or make sure that we cleaned things. And it was always known that I felt things sense things. So everyone was always asking me, Hey, did you see Victoria? Hey, did you do this? So my receptionist at the time was really into ghost hunting and this, that, and the other, we were talking in the kitchen about, uh, I think a client, I don't know. We were talking about something. So you had to walk down this long hallway to get to the receptionist desk. As we were walking back to the front where the receptionist desk was, someone had called my name. So I walk, as she walks to the front, I walk into one of the treatment rooms and I said, you know, to the girl that was in the treatment room, I said, what do you need? And she looked at me, she goes, what do you mean? I was like, you you just called me. She goes, no, I didn't. I was like, you didn't just call my name. She goes, no, I'm sitting here reading a book. I didn't call you. I went out to my receptionist desk. I said, um, you heard that, right? She goes, oh my God, oh my God, that was Victoria. I heard it, I heard it, I heard it, that was Victoria. (laughs) So those are kind of the two that really stand out. So I've had my name called and someone heard it 
And I brought a little boy home. Thank God he was, you know, a sweet little boy. Yeah. Um, he stayed at the house. He didn't follow us. So I, I was hoping that he would follow us. But those are the two that majorly stand out. But I see shadows constantly. Um, I will sense things, you know, I'll pick up things. So whenever I do go somewhere, I'm usually holding my hands very, very tightly together because I, I really, I don't want to bring anything home or mm -hmm. if I pick up anything, it needs to stay. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, those are my two uh, big experiences that I have. I have a bunch of little, little things. Where did you, where do you think that you got this gift from? Uh, it runs sensitivity? In, um, it runs in my family. So I was one of those ones that uh, just really embraced it, I guess you can say. The ironic thing is when family members passed in our family, for some reason, they would always come to me and um, either they would leave me a message that I would have to tell a family member or they would just give me a comfort saying, hey, I'm OK, let everyone know. So it's it's always ironic. Um, the crazy thing is my grandfather, when he passed, um, was not a good man when he was alive. Mm -hmm. and when he passed he came to me in a dream and I know the difference between a regular dream and a uh, prolific dream yeah and he came to me and we were talking we were just sitting on a bench and he was telling me that he was okay that he was all right where he was and I asked him where he was and he goes I'm in hell he goes I'm on level two he goes just tell everyone I'm okay I'm like, all right, well, no problem. I said, I hope that things go well for you. And he goes, he goes, I am where I'm supposed to be. And that's when I woke up. So oh my gosh, if you look at, uh, there are certain, and I, I cannot remember, uh, is it Dante? No, something Inferno. Dante's Inferno. Um, yeah. Yes. Dante's Inferno. That's it. He has different levels of hell. If you look at level two, that is where all of the um, people who have done sexual things to others in a harmful way, that's where they go. And so that was really crazy how he came to me just to let me know that he was okay and where he was and stuff like that. So yeah, those are, those are the things that I get my whole entire life. Wow. I mean, I think for people that, that don't have that same kind of gift or sensitivity, you know, they're probably wondering, what is it like to live with that? Um, <laughs> it's, it's interesting at times. Um, there are times that the energies are not good. And you have everybody when they walk into a room, especially when you go to a place, you get this sensation of like, I really should not be here. The hair on the back of your neck stands up. I get those. But I am more, um, when there's a spirit around, I get kind of a, a dizzy sensation. And if it's really, really strong, I will start getting nauseated. So it's not a fun experience to have at times. Uh, my husband has learned um, my mannerisms. So when we go somewhere, he goes, you're sensing something, aren't you? And I'm like, yes. He goes, wow. let's talk about it. Uh, matter of fact, I just walked into an antique shop uh, a couple of weekends ago and walked through the whole entire place. Everything was fine. Didn't feel a thing. And I'm just enjoying, you know, looking at all this stuff. And next thing you know, he walks down this hallway and I start walking behind him and I 
smack right into a wall. I was like, nope, nope, back up, back up. <laughs> I mean, immediately my head was swimming and I started getting nauseated to my stomach. It was strong. And so he's like, are you okay? I was like, something right here. And I'm, I'm trying to, you know, have my hands, they start tingling. And I realized the mirror over to my left, it was an old mirror. So it had kind of that lead look to it. Yeah. And I'm feeling, I'm like, okay, there's a woman attached to that. Um, can't quite get anything because I backed out really, really quick. So I, I didn't even have a chance because it came on so suddenly it kind of caught me off guard. Mm-hmm. So living with those type things, um, you get accustomed to it. Um, I did try to turn my gifts off when I was younger, because when people find out they think you're weird or they start calling you names, I mean, kids are cruel, you know, if, if you're different, they make sure that everybody knows that you're different, but I've learned that I, that's why I call them gifts. Cause I've learned to embrace them and understand that this is something I was born with. I shouldn't be ashamed of it. It's I'm very grateful that I, if I could help someone transition over, or I can give a message, um, I don't call myself a psychic. I am definitely not a medium. I am nowhere that talented, but I do receive things. Um, even when I do uh, massage, I've had to learn how to turn my brain off at a point where I don't get images or um, I don't get memories of people when I'm massaging them because when I touch things is when I get things. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's, it, if you learn how to control it and understand it is the biggest thing. It's not as scary as you think it is. And I love that your husband really embraces it too. It sounds like. Yes, he does very much. So, um, <laughs> He, he had one experience when he was younger and he felt something touch his hand. And uh, still to this day, he was laying in bed and he was falling asleep and he had his arm dangling over the bed. And as you know, growing up, we always hear there's a monster under the bed. He <laughs> felt something touch his arm. And oh, still gosh. to this day, he will not put his arms outside the covers at all. He's like, I nope. do not blame him. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> But I mean, he's been very, very good about, you know, when he met me, he knew I was an oddball anyway. So he's learned to embrace (laughs) my oddities. (laughs) When I start sensing something, he's always quiet. He just lets me talk because um, you ever see that show with the cop and the woman? uh, I think it's called Dead Time or something like that where she's a medium and she goes in and she gets the sense of the building and the ghost and everything like that. And he's an yeah. ex cop and he does all the investigation. And when they come together, they, they talk about what they find. So that's kind of how he and I work. He will, you know, try to figure out things. He will start looking on his phone of if we're somewhere of history and um, he'll start looking up things to verify what I'm saying. Um, we went to Middleton. Um, we stayed at Middleton Inn one time before I started working there and um, I had a sense of civil war soldiers. I, I didn't know this. I'm a big history person, but I didn't know that they had a camp there. Hmm. So when I um, started working there, I had one of their rooms in the back and I, you know, would just stay there. I would be by myself or I would during the massage. I had a sense that there was civil war soldiers walking through um 
I can kind of feel their emotions. And when I talked to some people on there, that's when I found out that there was an encampment off to the other side of where I was. And they would use that because it was Middleton and, you know, a lot of them stayed there because it was one of the most well-known plantation areas. Wow. Do you think um, your gifts have been passed down to your kids, your grandkids? Um, I don't know, honestly. Um, I know my youngest, he was always definitely afraid of ghosts. So he never wanted to see it. So if he actually felt something or sensed something, he never said it or he just ignored it. Now I know my oldest, every once in a while, he'll, he'll feel things. Now the crazy thing is now that my uh, youngest has passed my oldest was at his uh, first house. He moved out not too long after we lost our son and he was actually at the house and brand new house. Absolutely. No one's lived in it, but him there, there's really nothing historic wise on the property or whatnot. His lights would randomly flicker off and on, or they would go out until he would say something and then it would come back on. Later on, I found out through a client who is a medium, she told me that that was his brother just messing with him and wanted to say hi. Oh my gosh. Little brotherly, so, brotherly love. Exactly. Pranks on each other. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly it. That's exactly oh. it. So if he has a gift, he's never really said anything. Um, I think I'm one of the, the last in my family that have that, not less something expresses in my grandchildren and hopefully I can be there when it happens so I can help them understand and not be afraid of it. Thank you so much, Dom, for sharing your stories with us. Again, the real life haunt segment that we have is really just one of our favorite parts of the show. And we would love to hear from all of you out there. You know, if you have an experience, please share it with us. You can email us at the unrest podcast at gmail.com or join our Facebook page or our Facebook group. We have some conversations going on there, uh, just about some fun, spooky things, and we'd love to see you over there. Well, until then, unrest and peace.